Hello there, Healthcare Experience Matters listeners. We have Kathleen Lynham. She's here to tell us a little bit about the value of coaching and tell us about her background too. She is an executive coach here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Kathleen, tell us about how long you've been coaching healthcare providers and physicians and what's, let's start there. Okay. Hey, good morning, Casey. Good to be here again. So coaching, it's funny because I'm going to talk a little bit about this when I answer my, uh, when we get into this, but coaching is a job of leadership. You know, it's really, it's a, it's an important attribute of leadership. So I've been a manager since 1984. Um, I've been, if you will, coaching people since way back then, but with healthcare, I'm a retired chief nurse officer. I'm as you know, a Jersey girl. I've worked here most of my career. I've been a nurse 45 years and um, really, when I became a CNO, I began to um, expand some of the role of coaching in my own position there, recognize the value of it. But it's been a privilege uh, to work coaching physicians, if you will, which is unheard of in our world of healthcare, a nurse coaching physicians. But we needed to, if you will, develop physician coach leaders. And so, and develop them, they were not educated in the skills that we have about um, conflict, nego- you know, conflict resolution skills, negotiation skills, giving feedback. So um, many years ago with Healthcare Experience Foundation, we gathered a group of seven physicians and it was my privilege to sort of bring them up to speed on coaching. And so I've been doing this for 15 years full time now. And um, it's been a blessing. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks for having me back. Of course. And why did you want to make a move from patient care to coaching? Well, that's a a funny question. I happen to be with the woman that made that happen this past week. I stay in contact with all my friends. I've got friends from every hospital I ever worked in. And so these people, we go back 40 years. She was the director of nursing. She, the job came open in my unit for a manager and she asked me to interview and she said, Kath, let me ask you, where do you feel more most comfortable and most confident? I said, I love patient care. I'm very good at patient care. She said, you are. She said, where do you think you provide the best impact, the most value? Where do you think you have the greatest impact? When you're doing your patient care or when you're running the desk, when you're in charge? And I thought about it and I said, oh gosh, you're right. I love being in charge. I love facilitating the schedule. I love working with the ER, working with the OR. And so I made that transition from manager, from a staff member to a manager. And then in the course of that, um, I realized HCAPS came about and HCAPS was in the 80s. HCAPS was, if you will, healthcare's first forcing function. We all of a sudden had to look at things differently. You know, we took pride in, we got our 10 o'clock meds out on time. We got our treatments done. We developed, you know, deliver the care as we were supposed to. A patient got to the OR and came back. Those were our outcomes we were really held accountable for. But now HCAPS was forcing us to take into consideration what the patients were feeling um, whether, whether they felt their needs were being met, whether they were listened to. And so recognizing the 50 staff I worked with, we didn't all not necessarily give the same level of care. I began walking around with them and observing and started to develop my coaching skills by observing how interactions went and then giving people feedback on, you know, you never smile. 
do you love your job? And my first staff member I gave feedback to, she's like, of course I love my job. I said, well, it's hard when you come in and you're crabby and you have that face, we think you're not happy. No, 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 that's just my face. I'm like, well, you know, our patients get intimidated. So work on being a little more smiley. And so that was my first coaching experience. She's like, all right, all right, I'll I'll work on it and stuff. But that began my career way back when in the 80s or 90s, which I've been able to continue to this day. No, that's great stuff. Uh, I want to know if you can discuss the importance of coaching specifically as to why a physician would need a coach. What would be the value proposition or the benefits of that? Well, So physicians, honestly, uh, Casey, like every other member of the healthcare team, whether you're an executive, whether you're a director, a manager, whatever level in the organization you are, could benefit from coaching. Coaching has, if you will, two buckets that we work on. It's personal development, personal satisfaction, and professional. So physicians, like the rest of us in healthcare, Uh, have really been tremendously impacted by a poor work-life balance. And that's evident in suicide rates. It's evident in burnout. It's evident in now the new thing is loud quitting. We did webinars a couple of weeks ago on quiet quitting. Well, guess what? Unions are more active. Physicians are more participating in unions to to gain the attention and make um, make sure everyone knows about how unhappy or unsatisfied they are. And so um, work helping physicians really pursue healthy work-life balance is important. In fact, if it's okay, I'll tell you a story. We worked with a a small hospital organization and we worked primarily with their med exec group because they were all young physicians in new in their roles. And so to become a physician leader, when you've really just out of school, maybe three or four years was challenging. And so the first part of our work with these physicians was personal, personal satisfaction. And so we spent a lot of time saying, where do you get your joy? I want you to sit down and think about over the course of a month, where do you find the most meaning? What brings you joy? And so we spent time discerning that and at the end of that, we thought, okay, some of the physicians that was on an administrative career path came back and said, yeah, I don't like that so much. I really like my direct patient care. And so we helped them refocus. And if that's what you want to do, where can your career path go? What are the things you need to do to pursue that? So personal development and personal satisfactions, one really important aspect of coaching to help physicians. But a second one, which has really been the most popular way we've been utilized in the last few years, is to improve outcomes. It's all about outcomes in healthcare. That's what docs take pride in. That's what organizations take pride in. So in an inpatient and the outpatient settings, um, CAPS, HCAPS, has really been um, where we spent a lot of work. Let me give you another example, because you know how I am. i got to give you stories. Uh, Another... um, organization that we work with down in Florida, we coached, we provided, you know, coaching is part of taking skills and moving it to the next level. So we provided education for about 100, 150 providers. And then the follow-up was working with them to make sure the education that they had, they were able to integrate into their practice. So in CAPS, outpatient setting, the number one driver for, for patient experience is physician communication. So uh, just the other day, I was talking with a physician. We had data to look at 
not only the day of the week, what his physician's perception and their, their evaluation of the experience was, but the age cohort and male versus female. And interestingly for him, the females were not as satisfied as the males. So our coaching was about, okay, let's talk about your listening. Let's talk about your communication skills. Let's talk about how you make personal communication, how you make a personal contact with someone. And we've given them focus steps to work on. And I'll be meeting with them in another two weeks to say, well, how did that not two weeks, two months, because you really need time to get it into your practice. See how that works. The other aspect, the other skill that physicians need help in are, as I talked about earlier, leadership skills. So those of us in healthcare, I grew up, I had a, grew up in Valley Hospital, New Jersey. We had wonderful leadership development. Every quarter, there was a, a, a program on feedback for your staff, writing appraisals, communication skills. Physicians have not been afforded that. So these young physicians that we worked with, they were desperate to learn about conflict resolution because how do you address someone who is a peer who's you know throwing you under the bus or this passive aggressive um, behavior? So teaching skills like conflict resolution, negotiation, those are really important ways that coaching can help all physicians and all members of the healthcare team. So could you walk us through the process of initiating coaching conversations with healthcare providers who might be resistant to change or they're hesitant to engage in coaching? Right. Well, uh, it makes me laugh because I hear about that. When we uh, get a contract and work with an organization, say it's about in, um, CAPS results, the first thing uh, an executive team will say, why don't you just take the 10 lowest performers and work with them and let's see if you can make a difference because let's fix those who are uh, at the bottom of the barrel. And the truth of the matter is we say, well, we could do that, but that's really not gonna solve your problem to be perfectly honest. And we can give you a better, if you will, longer term solution. The first, first element of coaching comes back to this is it has to be a two-way process. There has to be a willing person to tell me what I need to do differently and someone who is going to help be objective and give them insight. People who are, someone's told you need a coach is being assigned to you because you're a low performer. That is not necessarily going to motivate someone to say, I want to hear about it. So the first and most important element is there's got to be a two-way thing. And, you know, um, you, I know you're a sports fan and my husband's a sports fan. So I've learned about coaching from from Coach K to Tom Landry. And I think he says, I forget what his coach is, something about a coach is someone that tells you what you don't want to hear, who has you see what you don't want to see, so you can be who you always knew you can be. And I, and I bet he was right because the second important part of starting a coaching conversation is it has to be based on trust. I have to trust that you see the best in me and want the best for me. So you got to begin with recognizing it's a two-way conversation. Two, you got to build it on trust. You can't come in without knowing someone and start, okay, I'm going to be your coach. You've got to build that relationship and build that trust. And then the third part is that reflective part. So for instance, this coaching session I had yesterday, you know, tell me about how this went. Tell me how it went. What did you see in yourself? Always begin the reflection part with what does what did this coachee, if you will, see in their behavior, their words, or action? That gives you a clue into their self-awareness, their social awareness. And then, you know, a, a good coach will say, okay, so you saw it this way. 
here's like I told that young woman that way back when, you know, are you happy in your job? Because you'll look angry. And she's like, I love my job. I just don't show it. Well, that impacts people. And so a good coach says, well, you know what? When you smile, it makes all the world difference. And so giving someone, here's what I need you to focus on. So for instance, this physician that I worked with last week, who uh, last month, who was really struggling with female, believing that he listened to them and that he engaged them in care, the thing he's going to work on is making a personal connection when he sits down in the room to sit down and start talking to somebody. How are you? Casey, how's your family? How's that little baby doing? Whatever personal connection he remembers, put those notes in. And that's where people start to think, okay, they are listening to me. They do care and they move forward. So coaching is kind of an ongoing, intricate process that can happen in one session that the best and the most effective is over a period of time. And so I'm curious how you approach coaching to ensure that healthcare professionals just not only improve their skills, but also maintain their well-being and resilience in this age of burnout. Wow. Yeah. You know, that is the heart of a good leader um, is the ability to use your coaching skills to ensure that an individual who reports to them achieves not only professional growth and development, but has personal satisfaction and finds meaning. You know, I did a webinar a couple of months ago and I was able to use the research done by someone who taught me way back when, Joe Mannion from Tampa, Florida. She did research on um, finding joy, where do nurse leaders and, and nurse staff find joy. And the, and the wonderful thing about joy is that we shouldn't go pursuing joy. It's not like, oh, you know, what makes me happy? Joy is an outcome, you know, like we talk about outcomes with positive outcomes. Joy is an outcome when people find meaning. So you think about what you do and what brings you meaning in your life, you know, raising your child for me, having a grandchild and seeing them grow and develop for me, um, seeing that someone that I've coached integrates it and then it goes forward and passes it on to someone else that brings me meaning. And therefore, that's my ultimate source of joy. So, and we know that a well uh, individual, especially in healthcare, their well-being, their resilience at work is so highly correlated to their leader's opinion of them, to whether their leader values them, whether their leader seeks their input. And so each and every one of us has the opportunity to improve the well-being of our staff by really taking the time to do one-on-one. Um, relationship rounds with our staff, relationship rounds with our docs, making sure we do relationship rounds with our physicians. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's it's in a bucket on its own, but um, the, the value that we can give, that we can ask, and I encourage every nurse manager, every executive, when they make rounds to ask their staff, what brings you, what brought you joy today? You know, where do you, where do you know you made a difference? And what can I do to help that happen on a more regular basis? That's how we can do. We can't change the workload all the time. We can change how it's done, but we can find out what makes you feel good about who you are and then give you the opportunity to do that more and more often. Another great discussion today with Kathleen Lynham. She's an executive coach here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation. I want to give her the final word. Uh, any other final thoughts or or anything else that we might want to touch on before I end it? Nope. I think I think we've covered it all. I, I I hope the point that everyone hears or takes away is that coaching is a part of 
all of our responsibility, whether we're a parent, whether we're a uh, an aunt, an uncle, a manager, a director, a physician, um, we all need it. I've, I've had so many coaches and mentors in my life, and we all, one of the wonderful things we can do is pay it forward and serve as a, as a positive coach for other people in our life and take some of the examples that some of the great coaches in sports have done. So, Yeah, what a thoughtful discussion. Again, you do such a great job of breaking everything down in such simple terms that pretty much anyone from any background could understand. And I appreciate your time today, Kathleen. We'll catch you again soon on the podcast. All right, my best. Thank you so very much. Everyone have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.